and QR theme music. We don't have theme music. Welcome to Deer and Headlights Podcast, <laughs> episode 15. I'm your host, one of your hosts, T. And I'm Kara. And it is a special episode today because we have a special guest. We are not the Breakfast Club, but we got a special guest today. And uh, here he is. Uh, what's going on, man? It's Vern. I'm here, Vern Speller, and just going to kick it with you guys for a few minutes. Cool. Cool. See what happens. Cool. All right, good. So, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, the climate and things that's going on in the world uh, and right. whatnot today. It's been a minute since we last hollered at y'all, but um, we're coming back. Vern, you want to tell, before we get started in on, you know, what's going on in the world, you want to tell folks, man, who, who you are and what you got going on in life? Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm Vern. Uh, from from Savannah, I live in Savannah. Been here for a while uh, by way of New Jersey. Uh, born in New York, uh, came out here, went to high school and middle school in New Jersey. Went to elementary school here. Went to Savannah State University. Proud graduate, and uh, you know, go Tigers. You know, with the fam, right? Most most definitely. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the HBCU. You, know, you can't okay. you can't help where you were born. Oh yeah, let's say that. Let's mm-hmm. yeah. scratch I mean, my last comment. Definitely is better than the other, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not in Tallahassee. It's, 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 it's pretty cool. much definitely only in Tallahassee. But whatever, you know. What, so what are we talking about today, guys? <laughs> Yo, well, y'all got a nice homecoming. I got I I have to experience that. <laughs> I've I've been through there. As a my school's a victim of y'all homecoming once, but man, y'all, yeah. hey, get in line, man. Y'all ain't the only ones. We <laughs> oh, do it to everybody. It's not just y'all. Oh, 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 that band though. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's so, up? What's up? So basically, we just, I mean, what's what's what you got? You got on your mind? Like, what's your? Yeah, earlier I think we were having what a conversation about uh, talking about the differences, and man, when we when I was talking about your last podcast, um. You spoke a lot about. Uh, <laughs> I, I just got chastised. Um, <laughs> you spoke a lot about um, about uh, men men being able to be, be uh, emotionally vulnerable, mm-hmm. and I was saying how uh, it's easy for men to be. Uh, well, it's it's easy for men to be uh, emotionally vulnerable when they feel like they they have that space. Um, but a lot of times, what what men don't understand is that women want you to be vulnerable but it's like a two-way street they want you to they want you to say how you feel about them they want to know about your feelings and all that stuff but they don't necessarily want you to tell them about uh you know criticize they they don't want you to be critical they don't want to hear all about how you think they're different or um what they can change and all that they just want to know how you feel just keep the science coming about how you feel about me do you still feel that way are you going to feel that way tomorrow you know, they like they like the temperature. They want to know the temperature, but they don't want to necessarily, you know, have to change anything. At least that's my opinion. I don't think <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily true. I think well, the other not. side to what you're saying is yes, we want to know how you feel about us right. in the deepest sense, but we also want to know how you feel about yourself. So like, what are you? Yeah. You know, what are your feelings as a man? Yeah. What are you going through? And not being um, behind a wall when it comes to talking about yourself as mm-hmm. well. So I mean, you want to know about no, feelings? No one, you don't really want to know about like um, how that dress fit. They don't want to know the truth. They don't. They don't. But why? 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 Why would they want to know the truth? Yeah. Yeah. No one wants to know. The truth. Not even men. We don't want to know. You know, we don't want them that hairline is receding or 
Oh no! <laughs> that, you know, we gained a few pounds, and we don't want to know that stuff either. Oh, so you're right; it's both of us. Okay. It's not just it's not just you guys. Oh, listen! Man. You sound listen, like you have when, a when very particular get, like, listen, view. Get, no, I don't. See, see, I, I always come off that way, but it's not. No, 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 no. no. I can, I can get, I can take it as well. I can dish it. But uh, when men, when we're talking to each other, yeah, we're 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 very sensitive about certain things. That's why we play the dozen so much because. You got to keep it on someone else so it won't come back on you because you don't really want nobody noticing things about you. So, yeah. Yeah, man, we 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 get vulnerable. But it's your partner. So I feel like when I've listened to you guys, I feel like you guys have that dynamic that makes it that I think you guys open up a floor where a safe space. We're done. Oh, okay. For each other. For, okay. Yeah. And that's what it's about. And, and I think a lot like because like I, we were talking about earlier, I'm in my 30s and you guys are still in your 20s and... Um, what what I really, what I really peep um about you guys, you guys very emotionally mature, way more emotionally mature than I was at twenty six, twenty seven. I was terrible, but um, yeah, I didn't tell anybody anything ever, and so yeah, so that's cool. So okay. how did that how did that play on your um your relationships? <laughs> I'm not married. <laughs> 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 I'm still single, so that that has a lot to do with it. I, and I think, and the funny thing is, it, when I have conversations with women that I knew from back then, they they tell me that was their biggest thing. Like I wasn't, I I wasn't. They felt like my communication skills was trash. Mm. They felt like my communication skills was trash. Mm. And um, I, I agree to an extent, and to an extent, I feel like I didn't have that safe space. I didn't feel like this was a space that I can actually get to. Um, share, you know, what I thought all the time and be, as you called, um, commando. That's what you called it. But were uh, you trying to be critical or were you trying to be vulnerable? <laughs> oh, I was never, no, 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 no. I'm never, I'm never like critical. I, I want to never say never, but I, I, try, I try my best not to really criticize anyone because I mean, if someone's going out their way doing something for you, like, okay, so a um, little backstory, I was engaged this time last year. So a lot of times in that relationship, I never really tried to be super critical about things that was going on with her or um, like the way she cooked or the, her lack of cooking or anything like that. Like I mentioned those things after the marriage or I mentioned it like a group chat with my boys and like, you know, they would have their opinions, but it never their opinion or someone else's opinion never affected the way I felt. Um, and the way a person behaves don't really affect the way I feel about them. It's all about, you know, I try to get to the bottom of it. Like, why why don't you cook? Why do you want to eat out all the time? Like, what, what's up? Like, do you not know how to cook? Is it something that you want to do together? Is it something you want to look at? You know, that's what I do. But I, my, my communication was trash when just... At that time. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> and I'm better now, but I just got in a situation with someone that... that um, at the time, it was like I was... I felt, I felt rushed. I felt rushed by myself. So I, I'm not going to say she rushed me. I felt rushed by myself. And then I think when we got into a, when we got into a fight, I call it the blues. When we got into the blues, we couldn't come out of it. So we, we started having the same argument over and over again. And that kind of just derailed the whole thing. And it was just like, oh, maybe we should just back off this before it gets expensive. Hmm. That type of situation. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Was, I called it the blues. It was, we got into an argument and just kept being the same argument. But then we excuse me, we started talking about the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it was, we never got out of it. 
We never got out of the cycle. And she had children. She had two kids. So, quick, quick backstory. So, I got a list. I have a list. And for so, I was in therapy at the time. And my therapist told me, she said, uh, you got to start saying yes to things. So, of course, I probably shouldn't say yes to a lot of things I say yes to with her. But she had kids. That was on my list. I, I, couldn't, I didn't want to date any more kids. Um, and uh, I didn't want to do long-distance relationship. So I met her at homecoming. Uh, she, was, she was down here. Then I went away. And then I just started texting her. We started texting each other. And then she told me she had children. I was like, oh, man. Uh, but she told me not to say no. So I kept saying yes. I let her come up and see me. I came down to see her. And we just started flowing it from there. And the next thing you know, I'm engaged. And I'm living in Savannah. I'm like, what the hell happened? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like <clears throat> one of those situations. But, yeah, she didn't mark anything on the list for now. So then I went back into my shell like, all right, I'm never, I'm never deviating from the list ever again. But the list is false. The list is, the list is fake. Is because I probably don't match up on anything on my list, so it's like, what is this list about? So, so on the list, there's um, she has to be taller than five five. She has to have a college degree. Um, she has to uh, be financially literate. She has to um, she has to have a father, like in her life. Okay, I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> have oh, daddy issues. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast. But nah, it don't have to be. It don't have to be. It don't but, have to be. Okay, so so um so daddy issues is like so and no, no, I get it. I just I are. just wanted to know what you meant. By she okay, thank you. I, I really didn't want to get into it. <laughs> yeah, no. but yeah, yeah. Okay, so so yeah, daddy issues, and then it's like um then it's a whole bunch of other um you know male stuff like you know stuff that don't really matter. That's 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 subjective. What kind of male stuff? Just for example. For example, like, uh, um, don't be scared. No, I'm not scared. I'm. Just, I want to be respectful. Hey, go go for it. Nah, like you know, I, I'm super interested. Oh yeah, now. yeah. So 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 conversationist. Um, mm-hmm. I like to be. I like. I gotta have a conversation with you. You'd be surprised how many young ladies don't really know how to talk, like about anything except like the real housewives. But you know they know all the needing business. They know shots fired. Even shots fired. <laughs> no, you, no, no, no. Should you be but, offended? But maybe, maybe not. Yeah, are you one of those people? Hmm. Ask yourself these questions. But, if you're offended, you probably are. Though you can't be offended if you can if you can talk about if you can talk about something you read last week and still have watched the housewife. I'm cool with that. Cool. At least you know that our president's an idiot and. Having to pain why you think he's an idiot. Don't just tell me, oh, I don't know who the president is. But yet you, you know, you know uh, Nene, all Nene Leak's business. I don't even know if Nene's still on there. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> that's the only name I remember. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not every other housewife. You, you're irrelevant. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't just, say that. I don't know. I didn't this say that. Don't, 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 don't add me on that. I did don't not say me, that. Bro. <laughs> I did not say that. I love I love all black women getting their money. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm making noise, y'all. <laughs> I apologize. But yeah, so I mean what what, what we gonna, what y'all wanna talk about now? I mean, I think I done told them all about me being uh this great catch. 
Most definitely. <laughs> I'm still single, ladies. Hey, holla at me, boy. <laughs> and I like to talk now. I, 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 well, I ain't going to tell you everything. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to cap. No caps. We, no, we talked about that. No, like, no, no caps. Cap. So, so non-cap, like, you know. So what do you think about that? You 20-something years old, you know, and you seem very open with your lady. Mm-hmm. Where did that come about? Like, how did that happen? Um, I think that it just happened over time. Like mm-hmm. to give you like I, sometimes the most simple answer is like um, is the best answer, and I think okay. it just you know it just happens over time. It's nothing that you know you go in and you're like, hey, we really need to try and be open with each other. Like mm-hmm. we made that conscious effort only after having a foundation already laid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of just happened in like just a part of our natural progression. I would say um, it, it was a concerted effort after the fact. Right. You know of of being open and keeping those lines of communication open and it, it's so crazy because it changes daily you know so it's like okay well we might have communicated you know two days ago we talk every day but we might have communicated two days ago so now I kind of got to check your temperature and see where you at you know today or whatever so it's it's something that you that you know we progressed into doing it's something that we did eventually make a conscious effort into doing but when we started out you know we, we started out as kids just you know I like you. You like me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So um, when, but you know, just coming into our own as adults, and then coming into our own in the relationship, it just happened. Yeah. Okay, what are you saying? Just happened. Our, Us being open with yeah, each other. Yeah, open and, and sharing feelings and more, more so him being open with you. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, because what, what were you about to say? Though? I just wanted to clarify what you were talking about. Oh, okay. Openness and communication, I think, can be two different things. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to know specifically what you were referring to when you I said was, that. I, I, was, I was talking about being open through communicating. What? <laughs> being open <coughs> through communicating? Yeah. You don't? Okay. I don't what? What's, your, what's up? <laughs> no, what's up? I just wanted to be clear. And okay. I'm not. <laughs> You're not okay. So what are you not clear on? Let's let's be open and communicate. I think that, at least from my perspective of our relationship, mm-hmm. I think that we were very open in the beginning, as open as you can be, like you said, as kids. So mm-hmm. I mean, even then, we were telling each other everything there was to tell each other. We were telling each other. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. as we got older and we realized more things about the world and more things about ourselves and our identities, you know, that kind of stuff became harder to express because we're having to find the language for it. Right. Um, so that, I think, <laughs> had an effect on our communication. But I think we've always been open or willing. Right. You know what but, I mean? but that's what I was saying. Like, I don't think that that was something that we premeditated was like. Hey, we really I need to really I really need to be open in this relationship because my last eighth grade relationship really hurt my you know what I'm saying? I I think that it was something where it was organic. Like it was a, right. a, a thing where you felt like you could be open. Right. At, with as open yes. as, as okay. much as you could at the time, and so did I. Yes. And then as we grew and it progressed, it became in you know, yeah, it turned into yeah, what what exactly okay. what you just said. So I mean um, I, I said I said it a lot a few episodes back. Like it, it's it's a vibe. Like whatever that vibe is, you know, you kind of just ride that wave on out or whatever. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to be clear. Okay, all right. touchdown. Yeah, most of. 
Okay, so so look, there was this. Uh, somebody told me to, to see to listen to this uh, tambourine by um by Chris Rock. It was his last stand up on Netflix. Uh-huh. I don't, don't want to plug him, but um, did. I did. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> to but, all twelve uh, of our listeners, yeah. <laughs> but um, he um he gave like a really great synopsis on it. He said that uh, in every relationship, you want to uh, play the just played the, the tambourine. He said it in his last in his marriage. He didn't he didn't know how to make her um, triumphs important to him. So basically, he was like, "Well, hell, I'm Chris Rock. So what I got going on trumps anything you have going on because anything you have going on cannot be as important as what Chris Rock is doing." That was his mindset. So because um, he started believing the hype, mm-hmm. and so and I think in marriage you don't even have to be famous to start to start being that way. Yeah. I think if you're in a dynamic where let's say one person is the breadwinner and the other one's not, I think mm-hmm. the the I think it can be it can get to a point where um a person can feel um oh this is my show. And 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 but that's what I mean about, you know, talking every day yeah. but but communicating mm-hmm. you know and, and checking temperature like exactly. you you got to check in and be like are we good on this or are you you know just keeping up How do you mind. feel? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, That's an important question. Right, because I might ask, like, when I come through the door, be like, oh, hey, how was your day? Oh, it was this, 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 and this. Oh, okay. Or I might do that again tomorrow. Oh, it was this, this, this. How was your day? Oh, it was this, this, this. And then by that Friday, you know, you got this built-up emotion that you got to kind of uh, sift through mm-hmm. to, you know, to figure out, like, why why am I, you know, why am I feeling like this at this at this point, you know? in my life or in the day or in the month, in the week, whatever the time might be. So that's what I'm saying. Like you can talk to your partner or to your spouse every day, but it don't, you know, but you need to make sure that you're communicating yeah. when you, you know, do, doing more than talking by communicating at the same time. I'll tell you how trash my communication skill was when I was your age, man. If your communication skills was a rapper, what rapper would it be? Could uh, you say that? Black. Oh man, you're not gonna disrespect Florida on here like that, man. Hey, don't Co- you claim him Co- on behalf of Kodak? Kodak, no, he's from, he's from like he's from like down there where they don't wear shoes. So I don't no, think that hold counts. Hold on, hold on. You're not the whole state. He's below no. the county line. Kodak gets love for the, just Why? If, if, for no other reason. You don't have to claim everything that come out of your city, man. I don't. You don't. I, I definitely don't. All right, but then don't Kodak. You asked the question. That was his answer. Okay. Yeah, we both know that means trash. His communication was trash. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 uh, what I was, what I, the example I was going to use is that I would, I didn't understand that when a person asked you how you were doing, that when you're in the house or when you're with your or on the phone with your boo, like you can't. You can't just say I'm fine. Because you know, like when someone asks you on the street or at work, they're like, oh, I'm good. Even if you're not good, you're like, you're not going to get into that with them. Right, right, right. You don't know them. Like, oh, I'm good. I was doing that with them, with the women I was dealing with yeah. throughout my life. And I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed this to. This is my chance. Oh, I'm supposed to actually tell her how I'm doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how trash my communication was. Mm-hmm. That's how trash it was. I mean, but. <sighs> You didn't know. You I didn't know. know. You don't know what you don't know. I, you don't know what you don't know. You know. And and sometimes you lose a lot of good people not knowing. Is it oh the worst Do thing? You, about hold on, wait, pause because I know Go that ahead. you know in every relationship there's growth. 
Uh-huh. So did you lose a lot of good people or did you just, did you lose seasonal people or did you, did you lose people that, you know, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, can, I don't miss them, but so I definitely feel was, like, but I definitely feel like Vern, I, I could have been married by now if I would just tried more. Okay. But okay. So I didn't even try. I'm glad that you say that. Why? Yeah, I didn't why, even try. Why does it matter? Oh, oh, it doesn't. It doesn't, but it does sometimes. So especially on Sundays, like that, like going to church by yourself is lonely as hell. Who you go to church with? I go to church with Ray. Okay, right. But But can you imagine going to church by yourself on Sundays? Yeah. For real? Yeah. Like, and then coming home to just you, and it's quiet. You turn the game on, of course. But it's just you and and, and your Sixers every day. I mean, but. a spouse is not gonna cure all that's 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 going on no, with me. You know, no, no, like, no, 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 yeah, of course not. And like, so that's why you have to get married for the right reasons. I mean, you can't get married because you're lonely. Yeah, like that's dumb. But but I'm I'm saying that you you when you have those things that you can like I like I said I dated myself. I'm good. Like I'm good with myself now. But there comes that period where okay, so now I know how to be by myself. All right, so let me let me start sharing, and then it, it declined. Now it's a higher climb because it's like, dang, I gotta date someone. I gotta actually get to know somebody. When I had this person right here, and I could have just accepted them, but you know that's the kind of that's the thought process you go through because you know, especially when you were engaged and you should have got married. You probably I probably could have got married, but it wouldn't have been a, a very wise decision. That's the only difference. Mm. But you know, we can move on to like uh, current events if y'all want. I'm, unless you want to dive into, um, yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, I know you're not a you're not a single woman, but I, I'd like to I like to. Get how would you feel about being alone on Sundays? You know, as a woman. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I haven't been alone. Exactly, so it's hard and to think so, about. It. Yeah, see, yeah I, I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, because even when I haven't had him, I've had family, family or, yep. you know, people in my corner. Um, so, uh, loneliness isn't my thing. <laughs> mm. Do you like being alone at all? Like, do you ever like just like, like, man, I'm just, I just want to, I just want to unplug. Sometimes. Not, not super often. Okay. I like to have at least one person. <laughs> um, but sometimes I am like, okay, I just need to breathe. I just need me. <laughs> How large is your family? Uh, my immediate family, I have three sisters and my mom okay, and dad so are together. So, yeah. Okay. It's four y'all. That's cool. Yeah. It was only three of us growing up. So, and uh, one of my best friends is my brother and he's in prison. So, oh, man. yeah. So, I think, I think, I think that's what it is mostly. I think, that person that I normally had to um, share all that stuff with, I I just don't because you know, somebody's in prison. You don't really want to be when they're on the phone with you. You don't want to just tell them, like, "Yo, man, my life sucks, man." You know, this is this is going on, that is going on. You know, you just kind of want to hear what they're what they're going through because yeah. you don't want to put all that stuff on their on their mental when they're already dealing with being in cage. You know, so um, so uh, a couple of things I wanted to just talk to y'all about is. Um, being 20 something in, in this world, because I remember, I remember when, when, when Obama was elected in, uh, 2008, 
Um, I had just turned 23 years old. So I was, what, maybe four years younger than you guys are now, right? Mm-hmm. About three or four years younger. And um, You had just turned how old? 23. 23. Oh, okay. 23. <laughs> yeah. so, and, and so this, well, I'm, I'm just saying that to say that's the world I was in. Um, we just got our first black president. And it was kind of like, uh, whoo, okay, what now? Because I remember when he first started running and my stepfather was like, you know, born and raised in Savannah, Georgia. He's like, oh, he's not going to win, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, if I got anything to do it, he's going to win. I'm out there picking in. I'm out there, you know, putting in signs, knocking on doors, canvassing, um, doing everything I can for local, in, on a local level. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I remember I remember the world being very different. But that was my first experience with racism was watching the way the media dealt with him, even what they're supposed to say, uh, liberal media even came off as very brass with him and they would call him Obama. Um, they would call him Barack at times. And, um, but you guys live in a very different, uh, America in your twenties. It's, it's, um, people aren't afraid to show their hate. They're not afraid to show their hate. What do you guys think of, think about, uh, what's going on in your world? You know, being that, you're 20 something. Patrice O'Neill, um, <coughs> RIP Patrice O'Neill, mm-hmm. is a stand up comedian. He had a, a good bit on it. Um, and he said in one of one of uh, his clips, he was just like, um, I hate, you know, I hate it today. I, I can't stand it. He was like, because when I go to the store, you know, I, I, I have a hard time guessing, like, are you racist? Do you hate me? You know, like who? I can't tell. You know, like I, 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 I you know, so it, it's so tough. But you know, and I, don't, I don't know if covert racism is is worse or you know whatever than overt racism. Like I don't know, it, you know, racism is racism, and um, so I think that sometimes I think you know this, this is be- it's better this way because it's like okay, you know, I know where we stand or I know. Who's an ally? If you know, if you if you down right right now, when it's not cool to be down, you know what I'm saying. And um, on the other side of that, it's like uh, it's like it just you know racism itself it, it sucks. So I, honestly, I don't I don't I don't think that it's too much you know it's too much different than than how you may see it. You know, mm-hmm. like we we a few years younger than you, but you know we're all adults and we all got to deal with it, especially living in the same re- in the southeast. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. It, it it just it just is it is what it is. Boo. Um. Yeah. I I agree for the most part. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. I think that you know it's. I mean, yeah. It's. I, I guess it's the same for us as it is for you. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think our experience just changes. Okay. Um, when I was a kid or when I was growing up, like I wasn't worried about the police. That wasn't, it was, you know, I wasn't, I was living in a place where I, I didn't have to worry about that. Um, and you know, my parents are speeding and they get stopped. Like I wasn't worried about my family being killed, <laughs> you know, like that wasn't the first thing that came to my mind or when police were around, like it wasn't a thing for me growing up. But I am in a place now as a woman, as a black woman, as a black woman married to a black man, Mm -hmm. I am in a constant state of fear. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I think 
whenever there are so many police where we live and like all of the different <coughs> counties and sheriffs and oh whatever, God. they are everywhere. Everywhere. Every time I see one without fail, like I am on alert. Like I even, you know, even if we're not together, like I'm just driving to class, like I am trying to follow all the rules because I don't want to get stopped. Like, you know, we are in constant communication. We always have been, but we definitely are like, hey, I got to this place safely or hey, I'll be home later because of such and such. You know, it's it's that kind of thing. Like, hold on one second. Okay, so have you seen The Hate You Give? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I The book is good, too. The book, yeah. My yeah. sister read the book. Yeah. Um, but I saw the film um, at Savannah Film Fest this year. Oh, cool. And I am in a place where that movie made me cry. <laughs> I cried during the entire movie mm-hmm. and then after the movie for like an hour mm-hmm. like i had to call him and just talk <laughs> like we just he just had to like calm my nerves because it was just too real it was too real for me and so, too close to home so how do you feel about people of the other of uh, not the other race i don't want to do that <laughs> but people of other races or other um <clears throat> Group saying that we race bait when we feel that way. Like, oh, you guys are just race baiting, or you're too sensitive, or you should be over it, or, you know, how do you feel about people who are trying to um, basically avoid the conversation by by telling us to get over it? Anything. Systemic racism, (laughs) slavery, Jim Crow. We're just supposed to get over all of it. I don't know. I know that those kind of types of conversation conversations are had, but I, I I don't I'm not put in those awkward situations where okay. you know what I'm saying like I I haven't had anybody who has blatantly been like you know let it go or you know whatever um, I have been in a in a situation where somebody was unaware just how privileged they were <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I, I feel like we we all those are the more common occurrences because. Ignorance may be bliss to right. you, you know, but really it's, you know, crippling to me. You know, I, I need for you to, to understand what this what this is or whatever. So um, and, and by this, I'm just mean the struggle, uh, black in America, mm-hmm. all of the above. Uh, so I, I, I'm not in circles where I dialogue with people that would just be like, hey, man, it's, let it go. It's 2019 and, you know, yada, yada, split. You also don't like talking about politics, right? I think yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really get into the politics. Um, and, yeah, we we got a whole we did we had a whole episode uh, yeah. on that on like why I don't get into the politics. I mean, yeah, yeah, you told me. No, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. No, and, I mean, anybody context. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Um, so, How do you feel about yeah. politics, okay? Um. I am just aware. Okay. Um, so, you know, my mom is super into politics. Um, uh, and my dad also likes to be aware, but, you know, he's like, okay, I'm tired of this. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, yeah, I have a point where I turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, they stay up to date, you know, and my mom asks us 
when I say us, I mean my me and my sisters, you know, what's going on in the world. Do you guys know what's going on in the world? It's important to know. Yes. Um, so I know what's going on in the world. I may not know all of the policies and or the all players. of the, right, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I try to stay as aware um as I can. I don't I don't find myself like T said, in circles where I'm talking politics mm-hmm. a whole lot, uh, mainly because a lot of times I'm in very liberal circles. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah. So they identify the same way that I identify. So there's nothing, nothing to talk about. Yeah. Right. Um, or everyone's just like, yeah, Trump's stupid. You know, <laughs> like <Pretty laughs> when that's kind of the extent of the conversation right Pretty now. Um, but I think people who, you know, say the kinds of things that you were mentioning are very ignorant and you know i don't typically surround myself with those people or find myself interacting with people like that because i'm very much an energy-based person and Mm. more often than not those people have harsh energies Mm. and i'm and i'm not talking to you anyway (laughs) um so that's uh, that's me yeah 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 i'm a vibe person too um what what's what else is going on right now um You got um, Kells. We can get into Kells. We can get into Kells. Um, is screaming, man. He was. He felt the way about. Yeah, cause y'all killing him. What? Okay. Y'all is killing him. <laughs> we okay. We killing him, and then he he's like he's doing it for his kids, and then he gets locked up for child support. How did do you feel you, about that? Did you watch the doc the Lifetime? Yep, I watched all all three parts, and and it was oh, it was six though. six, six parts. Oh, okay. yeah. I was about to say, oh, you only saw half of it. Yeah. But if you saw the first half, you well, saw yeah, the you know, half. yeah, I, I seen them all. But I, I think I watched the way I binged it. It felt like it was three. Mm-hmm. I binged them. So what? Are, what? How? Yeah, so all my what, thoughts what, on that. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts? thoughts on that? I got a lot of thoughts on that. But what I will share is, <laughs> um, for I got okay. So it's a two part thing. I think that every every person on there should be locked up for one. For for two, <laughs> what do you mean by every person? Every person on there should be locked up. First of all, his wife is lying by saying that she never noticed anything that was going on. Like, how do you live in a house and not know what's going on? And you know, I felt like everyone. First of all, Sparkle introduced her niece to him underage. Um, after she said she witnessed, um. Abuse, abuse, abusive behavior. When saying his wife had to ask permission to come get something to eat, so it's like, it's like, why would you, why would you subject your niece to that type of um, situation? Exposure, yeah, yeah, exposure to that type of situation mm-hmm. without you supervising her. And so that that was sketchy. Um, I just felt like everyone told a very sketchy story. I think the person that kept it real on there was his brother that was in prison. <laughs> and he was where he where they all needed to be. They all need to. They all should have been doing doing their interview from from their from their orange jumpsuit. But uh, but more more seriously, I think the victims. So so the whole victim thing is difficult. So, um, I think I think to be a victim, you first have to identify yourself as a victim. Because um, when you look at the interview with uh, that he did with. Um, Gail King, uh, the two women from their parents that were <clears throat> on the show, the two young ladies interviewed and, and called themselves his girlfriends. And not only did they call themselves his girlfriends, they emphatically said that they 
they didn't need a welfare check. That this is basically going to serve as their welfare check and that they were fine. Um, if you remember the first trial, the same thing happened. Uh, they thought they had a witness. The girl gets on the stand and says, hey, I'm not a witness. So, I mean, half of his counts is, is based on these young ladies who are saying that they mm-hmm. met him when they were of age and that they're not in the cult and that they're good. They're good. And their parents just need to move on. So, I mean, until unless the authorities can get them to cooperate, that's pretty much half their case. And it's sad because I do think they met them when he when they were 13. I do think that he's a pedophile. But I think the one thing that is true, they'll, they'll, have, they'll have a better chance of getting him on child support than they do on getting him on 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 sex charges. That's just my opinion. It's just hard to prove anything. What what blew you away the most about the docu the, the documentary? Oh, the parents, or, the, or, parents, or, or, the dad, the dad. Throwing like, listen, listen. You would have had to lock me up as a parent if I thought my child was in a building and their welfare was not good. Especially if my child was taken from me before she was of age. That that's, I just have a lot of questions for for everybody that was on that. I just think the docu people wasn't asking the right questions. I mean, I feel like if you want to watch a documentary of victims, I think you watch the. Um, the Michael Jackson, at least they told a story of being victims and they had an answer for why they didn't come forward before. What was that? Because I I definitely want to get into the mic. Well, well, from what I can take it at the one young man, well, he's, well, he's young. Well, he's not a young man because he's older than I am. But the, the one, the one, uh, fella, he, I should have had their names, but I don't have their names on me. But, um, the one fella was saying that. He, his parents, um, signed an uh, NSA, and, and and so he couldn't say anything if he wanted to. But once he became of age, he could have. But he felt like it was just like most men, like it, most men who are victims of sexual assault, they feel like once his, once they're grown, it's like, well, I mean, it's over now. Like I really don't want to walk around with this stigma of. Oh, something! Oh, somebody did something to him, or he let someone do something to him, and that's so. It's it's almost like it's it's that it's that double standard stereotype. So, because when I feel like the outrage was more when it was R. Kelly and it was young girls, and then it was when when the the kid the people were talking about Michael Jackson, because I think people went into more of a uh, a deeper love. Because I was what twenty? I was I'm thirty three now. I was born in eighty five. Thriller came out in eighty this uh October of eighty three. So I came out and like I was born like the height of Michael Jackson's career. So when I was growing up, he was literally the biggest star in the world. Mm-hmm. So when when I was in elementary school, uh Dangerous album came out, you know, you had the song Black and White and you had all these these songs and that's when he was kinda like that's when he brought the Neverland Ranch in like ninety three and that's when he was kinda like really Started singing a lot of songs geared towards children, like We Are the World, and and he had a lot of children around him at all times. But um, no one really thought anything of it until that first time when you know sitting there with my parents watching Oprah, and and he's crying and telling the story about how and, and what year is that? Admit, this what? is this is ninety five. Okay, this is nineteen ninety five. I'm I'm almost ten, and he's telling the story about how they he felt violated about how the police made him strip naked mm-hmm. and take pictures of mm-hmm. his genitals. And he and I remember him getting off that one because um, when Johnny Cochran asked a young man what color his genital was, 
um, he said it was the same color as his face, and it wasn't. You know, his genital was the, mm-hmm. the color he used to be. Mm-hmm. So um, apparently it was. They didn't show pictures of his genitals, of course. Um, but the, all that stuff is, is just disgusting. I just think everyone should be locked up. Michael Jackson, I, but I do feel a way about someone being dead, and then I feel a way about that. But R. Kelly, I feel like he should be in prison, but he probably won't go. I said a lot. I'm sorry. No, nah, that's all good. I mean, that's what you're here for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kelly? Yeah, I really want to hear what you yeah, think we, about, we do. about we Kelly. Like, this is, do you think it's a double standard? Do I think it works? Okay, so, so the, the, the gentleman who um, came, did the, the Leave in Neverland, and you remember the outrage that was after the uh, Kelly documentary came out. It was like you couldn't, you could not know, have known about it. But I feel like leaving Neverland, you you somebody kind of have to tell you that it existed mm-hmm. for you to know about it. Do you think there's a double standard on the outrage or a double standard in what way? Because being how, about, okay, you're saying because the victims were male were versus males, the victims but, were being female, yeah. Uh, uh, I think that part of the outrage had to do with how many victims okay. there were. I understand. Yeah, because um, he only had two. Okay. Yeah, so I, I in, in my mind, when I'm intaking all of this, I think that that is a portion of what everybody's in outrage about and about, you know, not believing victims, you know, in the sense of history or, mm. you know, black girls being tossed to the wayside and all of that I think contributed to the outrage as far as R. Kelly. Um, So I don't know about the double standard. Um, But yeah. 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 I only asked that because it's, it it just felt like, it felt like um, I didn't, I didn't think about the whole uh, two victims compared to 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 50. Yeah. Cause okay. So I was talking to my cousin earlier and he's, he's 50 something. So, but we were like joking with each other and he just said uh we were just talking about uh my mom was watching a cosby show on amazon you can actually watch that on amazon prime that's crazy but uh mom that's one of the only places you can watch uh the cosby show um but um, my mom no was nick watching, at night no more nick at night nope nope you can't rape women and be on nick at night but uh but uh, bill cosby is uh we were just laughing i'm like yo like, to be a black man in the court system in America, you can be 80 years old and be found guilty of a crime. That I think he did, and a lot of other people think he did. Um, I don't think he I don't think he was guilty of the victim that uh, ultimately got him, but I felt like he was found guilty because they believed the other victims. And so, but this is the only one they had any jurisdiction on. So, they, they I mean, they had to send him to prison. So, he went to prison basically for what he did in the 70s, not for what he did allegedly did to this young lady in my opinion um because i just don't think they had enough evidence for her and i don't i didn't believe her but um i did believe uh for the first for the first six victims um i didn't believe the one black lady um i felt like she kind of just joined she kind of just joined in but one lady wrote wrote it in her book back in 1983 so i just think she had a, a standard track record of keep saying it she's gonna keep saying it until someone believed her and i think when when that's that's what i look for when i see a victim when it comes to something like uh like the ceo of cbs uh he he was upended but 
This lady was literally sane for years, just like uh, Bill, Bill Clinton's uh, victims. For years, they just keep repeating it, keep repeating it. Most times when it's about money, they get their check and they go away. And that's how you find out. But I think when they get their money and they, but they also keep bringing it up, I just think, okay, there's some, there's some, when there's smoke, there's fire. So, but I think with Bill Cosby, for them to have locked him up at 80, what, 83, something like that, mm -hmm. years old? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, we don't stand a chance. Like, I, I don't even want to get a parking ticket. <laughs> we don't stand a chance in court. That's, that's what I took away from the whole Bill Cosby thing. Um, I don't think I don't think we got like this suit. Like people were, were making it seem like we got this super predator off the streets. I think we're about twenty years too late for him being a super predator. Um, I do think I'm glad that you know these women felt like they got some sort of justice. I do feel uh, I feel like from what I saw them express, I felt like they felt like they could feel relieved that someone believed them. And that's what we were talking about earlier. We were talking about feminism, like mm -hmm. what it takes to be a feminist. For for women, it, it means more to be a feminist. Um, just like to get a black person to feel pro-black, um, I think it means more. But for for men to be feminist, really the, the premise is you just gotta you just gotta you gotta believe and understand in women <clears throat> women's rights and women's issues. And I think as men, like as a husband, if your wife rolled over and said, um, "I feel a way about Bill Cosby thing," I think as a man you're supposed to say, "I do too," and so. So, I, so, so, at what point are you a yes man? Never, not no. When it comes, listen, man, listen, listen. We we all like what 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 keep your head up, say. We all come from a woman. Got our got our name and our game from a woman. So, I mean, you can you should never not be a feminist. No, no, no. But when you said you won't be a yes man if you because you're supposed to. What's important to her is supposed to be important to you. What's important to you is supposed to be important to her. Right. Okay. Well, maybe it was just the phrasing because when you was like, oh, I think I don't like you know you. Bill Cosby, you're like, oh, we shouldn't like Bill Cosby. Yeah. Yeah, well, for that sense. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 no, okay, I feel you. Like, I remember yeah, my, because my, my nephew, okay, my nephew's 12 years old, and my, and my mom was listening to some song, but our Kelly came on, on the playlist. It was just a random playlist. And he said, I don't feel comfortable listening to that. We all said, okay, we don't listen to R. Kelly anymore in the house. Because he felt uncomfortable. So, yeah. it's, I mean, it's just, and it's when they're, and that's an impressible age, and, that, and I, hopefully that showed him that okay, so my, my what I think matters. So and I think that's what happens with with men. I think we we lost somewhere somewhere we lost um the ability to understand that that to women and to children, a man's opinion matters. And when I watched Tamarine, the one thing I didn't agree with is he said that um a man is only a man is only cared for for what he what he can provide. Mm. So any man that can't provide something is not cared for. I don't. I, I, that's not true because I see too many women out here who take care of men, mm -hmm. but especially black women. But that's that's a, that was a false statement of his. Maybe in his because he's been famous and rich for so long. Maybe right. that's in his world. That's that's true. But I, I believe that for a lot of women that I know that that I grew up around and that I've just have dated or just been friends with platonically. I think from what I learned from them is that really the only thing they want is, is a dude who is not afraid to lead. Cause a lot of men say, Oh my God, I don't want to listen to me. This is that. I'm like, well, maybe she feel like you ain't taking her to the water. You know, that horse feels like we just in the desert. That horse is eventually going to run away from you. He's going to be like, man, let me go get me some water. Ladies, you're not horses. 
You're not horses, ladies. But I'm just using that as an example. Like, hey, like you can't leave. If you no, can't no, no, leave no, no. me to the water, where we going, bro? You the next question I would ask with us having just said that, um, what, you, what you feel about like people in this political climate of always having to try to be politically correct? <laughs> like, you know, you can't not offend somebody today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it is some group or some, you know, uh, pe- marginalized people or, you know, that, that come out of no, like, this group existed, you know, and it's like, yeah, and you've offended and hurt us, you know, it's like, oh, okay. So, so the young, so the young lady that was, um, that's Islamic, uh, from Islamic background, she, uh, she's, a, um, she's in the House of Representatives, she's one of the new, uh, the new people, and she, uh, said something that came off as anti-Semitic. And now they passed a law, um, basically, in the work in the workplace and just in general that uh, it's a, it's called the anti discrimination law. Mm-hmm. And so now, like people, you can I mean, you can get sued or you, really, you can get charges brought up on you for for being discriminatory um, if it passes the Senate. Um, but it passed the House yesterday, and and um, only two people didn't. Only five people, I'm sorry, didn't vote for it. Um, because the five people said they wanted to be more um, against anti-Semitism. Uh, I, I guess that's how you say it. Semitism. Yeah. yeah. Um, for for me, what I believe is, I think that um, we, in, in a political sense, they, you're all, like, if you're in a certain setting, you should always be respectful. You should always be not so opinionated, especially when you're at work. That's not the place for that. Like the reason why you say you're talking about politics. I just think um, politics and religion is not a thing that you should be in. It's not for every environment. Um, but I do think like if you're in the house with your wife or with your girl or with your, with your family, with your, you know, with, with your boys and you're just kicking it or with your, with your homegirls and you're just kicking it or you're in the group chat and you just, you feel a way about something. I mean, I mean, you should, I mean, if you, if y'all comfortable with each other like that, you should be able to say whatever you want to say. Hmm. But, but I think if you're in a place where, you can offend someone. I think all opinions don't need to be heard. But I think, and I think that's what you can't. But I don't believe policing people's words. I don't believe in that. I don't think you should police anyone's words. But there is consequences for what you say. No one should take away your right of speech. But I mean, do you also have rights to consequences? So if you're out here and you're using, if you're white and you're using the N word. Yeah, we use it in our rap music and all that stuff. Okay, you could feel good about you know listening to it in the rap songs, but if you you scream out "nigger" in work at work, you know you probably gonna lose your job. I mean, but I don't or, think I don't think that or, means society. Or, or, or you put on leave with pay. Yeah, and then come back and have your same job and get a promotion, maybe. Maybe, probably, <laughs> probably depends on depends on what color the boss is. <laughs> but when you work, if you work at Chick Fil A. You know, you can kind of say things about homosexuals and get away with it, but you know, like the owner did, and I don't think they lost a dollar. It just depends on who you are and what you're saying. Thoughts? I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think. I think that personally, I don't want to be offensive, mm-hmm. but I'm ignorant to some things, so I might offend until I know better. Yes. 
But someone has to be willing to say, hey, um, this might be offensive. Mm -hmm. And here's another word or another way to label or categorize. Or this is what I feel more comfortable with if you would say this. Um, So I just that that is my personal belief. I would rather say, you know, whatever um, than something that's going to offend someone. Um, So I don't think political correctness is necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think it can be helpful in bridging gaps between communities sometimes. What do you you think, dear? (laughs) F political correctness? (laughs) No, never. No, I think... mm, I think it's a a necessity sometimes. Some things I think... Some things that are common knowledge for me, and I think that's where it comes from. Like, this group believes that this is common knowledge and you should know better. You know, I'll give you a prime example. Uh, LeBron James said he was on his Instagram and was singing uh, a rap lyric, and he basically was like, you know, I got money like a Jewish man or whatever. Jewish people had, you know, were very highly offended by that, and he had to come out and publicly apologize. And he's like, you know, even though it's a positive stereotype, if there is such a thing, it's offensive nonetheless. So, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. So, I mean, I, I, I think that people should stop killing somebody who has a platform or who, you know, can't speak or is speaking to millions of people at a time. You know, you, we should stop assassinating people's character as the people. But at the same time, I, you know, I think that I think that it's it's necessary. You know, I just don't want people out here talking out the side of their neck just just because. Um, so, you know, it's got to be balanced, just like anything else in, in life. I just wanted to say the young lady's name was Ahan Omar. And basically, I felt, I just want to say this. I, I think that um, she she shouldn't have been uh, villainized this week. Um, her, her being <clears throat> Somalian American, she feels differently about the, the Islamic State in in pack in in that in that region and that Israel's in than say Americans would mm-hmm. because we're not we're we always want to go back to um we always want to go back to the Holocaust but I think we got to understand that what the, what's going on with uh, Israel and other Muslim countries Muslims a lot of people I don't want to say Muslims a lot of people of Islamic faith and of um, Islamic faith-based countries don't feel the same way about um, Israel or Israel, Israel's descendants as everyone in the West does. So a lot of times what we call things when we say um, anti-Semitic, they don't see it that way because um, Israel's at war with a lot of those countries. Mm-hmm. So when someone like... We said a lot of things about Afghanistan and and um, we, Iraq. We, we, not we. I'm talking about Americans, people. Okay. Yeah, American people. American people not, said not a lot, us. especially on TV. Well, not me personally, but yeah. you guys. No, young. I know, yeah. I know. But but um, a lot of people when they were in their patriotism because of 9/11, um, you know, felt ways about that stuff. You know, I was 16 years old when 9/11 happened. Well, going on 16, I was 16 a couple more weeks, but. Is 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 crazy because she was villain. She was victimized, really, 
and villainized all week long because she felt in her heart that um, this was her opinion on on what it means to be Somalian American and what she thought about um, the state of Israel. And they, oh, that's anti-Semitic. Um, Jay-Z has a line in his song where he says, uh, you want to know why um, Jewish people own all the property in America? I'll tell you how. That's literally all he said. And they, oh, that's anti-Semitic. We can't, we can't get, that's, that's called being politically sensitive. And that's, that's where we can't police people's words because then we won't get any truth. Mm. We will never get any truth, especially in the media. Mm. Yeah, because that's not hurtful. Nope. Uh, to them, it, it was. It's no, that, it's a, a line not. between being hurtful <laughs> and sensitive. Yeah. That was, I mean, I don't want to say that out loud because I want to get yeah, a job one day. That, but, but, I was gonna say, but, that, but that's that's the thing, though. You can't tell me what hurts me. Oh, that's true. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't think that, personally, I don't think that that's not hurtful talk. That's not offensive talk. But a group feels that way. Well, when you bring up the N-word, so so this is what happens, right? So when you bring up the N-word, there is there is documented um, torture that happens for us to know for a fact of why that word is offensive right especially to our elders right mm-hmm. with i think with anti um semitism. semitism i think a lot of things that happens with that is it's just a it's just a lot of them saying what they really say, they're really saying what they're really saying is if you're not jewish you shouldn't talk about us that's pretty much what they're really saying like if you're not jewish you shouldn't talk about jews you shouldn't you shouldn't mention anything Jewish. You shouldn't talk about Hanukkah. You shouldn't talk about anything that has remotely anything that it's not your culture. Mind your business. That's pretty much what they're saying. Because I mean, I've heard Jewish comedians. They 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 rip each other. But if you went on stage and did those jokes, you'd be finished. So. I just think that's that's now that's a double standard. I just think it's I just think it's terrible. I don't like policing people's words. I just don't. You can't. I'm with it. I feel you. And you heard it here on Deer and Headlights podcast, baby. Yep, and I didn't <laughs> die, so I'm good. Exactly. I survived. Exactly. I hope we talked about it enough. I mean, I felt like you know, I, I felt like they all know my love life now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Single ladies, what's up? Once again, hey. All 12 of you. Well, you said it's 12. <laughs> all 12. Nah, nine of the followers is my boys. The other oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Nah, <laughs> nah, we good here. We don't we don't go that way. I mean, which is, you know, I ain't going to do all that. But yeah, we we good. <laughs> I got one more question for you. Do you what's think... That? So you think when when guys uh, when rappers say pause or no homo, you think that's you think that's homophobic? I don't, as a straight man, but yeah. I, I I'm just gonna give you my answer. No, I do not believe so. Are you? Do you it, is, yes. it is right. Yeah, is. I think it is. It's problematic. That's why. That's a, yeah. <laughs> problematic. That's a new word for this shit. I like that. I'm gonna use that word all year long. It's problematic. It's problematic. It is because if because I was gonna do that whole no homo thing just then, but I was like, nah, that's thank that's you not for cool. Not doing that. That's it's not, not cool. cool. That's why I, had, I even <laughs> had to ask. Yeah, so that's not that's, 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 that's homophobic. Yeah, that's what we're saying. 
Man, we got to, in 2019, we got to check each other. Real quick before we leave, I just want to say this. Like, we got to check each other. Like, if you got a boy out there and he married and you know he cheating, check that nigga, man, real quick. Real talk. Mm. Mm. Check him. <laughs> Don't snitch on him. I ain't said we snitching in 2019. I said, check that man. Hey, man, aren't you married? Or, or cut him off. I mean, unless you get down like that. You know what I'm saying? How do you feel about that, boo? What do you, what do you think about that statement? I think we have to have a part two. So we're going to bring Burn back tomorrow no. for the what sequel of Jerry think? Springer. Uh, <laughs> um, yo, I think that certain things, certain things uh, frustrate me a little bit more. Than, than others certain things I have a, a little bit more of a tolerance for than others um, I personally do not uh, indulge in 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 uh, I don't cheat <laughs> so but at the same time uh, I, who am I to be like hey man you, you really shouldn't be cheating on you know like like you know, that's I was me. I, I I am. You feel like it's not your business. It ain't my business. Would you tell us flowers that, open? That's that's not my place, yo. Yes, because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look out. But but on on the other side, like like earlier in the, in the in the podcast, we talked about a couple of freaking creeps, and you know how yeah. you know how I feel about creeps. So if it was an instance where, um, and this could just be my perception and of me picking and choosing my battles. But if it was an instance where, you know, one of my friends was physically abusive to his wife, well, then, you know, then I got a problem. I'm going to make this my business. I ain't down with that. So psychologically and emotionally say, emotionally abusive. And, 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 that's, and that's why I said I'm picking and choosing my battles. And this is this is my own perception. Like there are certain things that I have less of a tolerance for. I'm, I'm human. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that it's right. But you know, I'm saying that as far as that that stepping out stuff, man. If if you do that, okay, just keep that. We over do got to talk about this again. I would love to yeah. talk about this. Yeah, again. Just, just keep that over there. We can talk about it right now. <laughs> okay, so what? what, what I'm no. gonna talk about it right Yo. now. Ain't no part twos. We do complete episodes around here. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So what I'm saying is, I just feel like as a man, I feel like if you if you're gonna tell your man's his flies open. It's not the same. Well, okay, but check. What's I the no, 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 no? Because <laughs> because energetic. It's because your show. What's the consequences for you telling them his flies open versus what's the? You don't consequence? want them to look like a fool, right? So, but you want them to so, ruin his life. I don't want to ruin your life. Okay, so if a man's cheating, that means this or, so, or woman, so, or woman, or woman. Because we're just, talking about we're talking about men checking each other. Okay, women, okay. I think women check each other all the time. Well, oh, do they? Yeah, do they? I think so. Me and mine's. I, I think a lot. Most women, you watch those reality. Many women be checking the heck out of each other. I don't man. watch. The, they they keep they hold each other that's, accountable. That's Put not it that way. Life. No, but I, I've seen women. They hold each other accountable. Okay. They do. And, and, and so do so do we about certain things. This is what I'm saying. This is something that I've noticed in different relationships that I have with men, uh, being uh, being homies and having homies and having brothers and cousins and uncles. Listen, man. Listen. If your boy out there cheating. If your man's out there cheating, let him know, man, you, you about to ruin your life, bro. Your life about to be over. Because if he's cheating, he realizes that what he has at home is not worth losing. That's why he's cheating. 
He married her. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it. So, so okay. So, so put it like this: if he's if he's married to her, right? He married her. So that means he realized what he had, right? But he's cheating because he. For for some men, it's because they're they're women think it's because we're all just womenizers or anything like that. But I think a lot of men cheat because it's a thrill of the chase. So if if they're still in that if they're still in that mode where that what they call that single mode where they're still um going after new new women and pursuing new women, but they have their their cake at home. I think what you got to look at is what you got to look at is a lot of men don't realize what they're doing. Until someone checks them on it. And I think a lot of times, especially men who are what you would call, um, you know, those good looking guys that's in shape or whatever. People think those are guys that cheat. No, 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 no. You can get cheated on by anybody. The problem is, and, and not just to do with money, but the problem is we don't, a lot of times men go unchecked about a lot of things. Just a lot of things about how they are, how they talk to people, how they talk to their women. Mm-hmm. How how we talk to our women, how we just talk to people, how we talk to each other. I think a lot of men go unchecked, especially by their homies, who they who they call their who they hold you know closest to them. And I think people who are most successful are checked. And I think when people say, uh, I heard someone say one time, "Oh, I bet you uh, that LeBron James, he's such a nice guy. I bet you, I bet you he cheat though." I said, "I bet you he don't, because he got dudes around him who who checks him. I bet he don't." I bet he don't. I bet he don't. I just don't think. I just think. What, what you willing to bet he don't? I'm willing to bet almost anything that he don't cheat, man. That guy doesn't cheat. You want right, he just does this. You right hand? <laughs> yeah. You, you want to take it? Get the cleaver. I just think, I mean, all men don't cheat. All men don't cheat. Some some men is okay with having that one at home. You are. You spent your whole life with yours. So it's like, so it's like, it's possible. So it's. I'm not you know, saying, I'm not saying it's. Is impossible. You know, that's not even the, 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 what I thought the talk was. What I'm saying is, I'm not, I'm not finna look, you, if that's what you do, what you doing over here ain't got nothing to do with how you said what I got going on over here. That's and, and that's the first thing. And then the second thing is, if you feel that way, like if you know what you got at home, then how, how, then why would you? Whatever. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Come on, man. You got to check. You got to check dudes, man. You got to check your mans. You got to check. If you love him. Like, but if, if he if he's just an acquaintance and he out here like that, then it don't matter. But if, if you calling him your man, your, your man, your, your main man, 100 grand, and he out here, you know, doing that. Okay, so put it like this. If you, if you, if you know your, if you know his significant other and you go over to their house and you hang out there and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when y'all go hang out, you know he cheats. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's cool to be like smiling and gigg- and giggly in her face, knowing that you know what's going on with that, and you not even saying nothing to him about it? Cause that ain't your place to tell her. That ain't your place at all. We, that's Broco. We don't do that. I'm talking about, but it ain't in Broco where you can't check him. Just brother to brother, oh, 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 like okay, my, right. my man. Like but, what's up? What's up? What's going on here, bro? What you doing here? I've done it with one of my friends, so okay, that's why okay, I, I'm okay, taking and, experience. Okay, right. And, and and how did that go over after? The, did he stop doing what he was doing? Because it, 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 it don't do me no good if I be like, hey man, hey man, see, say I, man, hey, see, hey I man. think that's what we're getting at. So so what I what I mean by checking is not me telling him his life or telling him what he need to do. 
the exact no, the one exact thing I did to him was I said, I said, bro, why did you get married? That's exactly why I, what I asked him. Because I remember we were on we were on a bachelor trip um, for his wedding and he cheated that weekend. And then he almost cheated when we went to uh, Mexico for his wedding. He almost cheated when his wife was Are you was comfortable talking talking that talk. Okay, go ahead, talk. Yeah, I'm comfortable. I don't care. Okay. Well, he's getting divorced now. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. But the problem was so the problem was I the only thing I asked him was why did you get married? Mm-hmm. And a couple of other homeboys said the same thing. See, so what happens is dudes pillow talk, right? So. Um, my girl, my fiance, was, I was engaged at the time. My fiance knew he cheated. I mentioned it to her. I ain't gonna front. Um, and my other, our other friends who are married, they mentioned it to their spouses. So they're getting, you get heat from your significant other when they know your friend is like that. Cause they're like, well, is you like that? Y'all do that together? That, that's what I'm saying. You got to check your boy. Man. You got to check him. But if ain't nothing going to come of that, then. But you, your conscience is clear. You good. You just want me to just. It ain't even, act, act, it ain't even act, about act, telling. Act, act like the doctor and keep checking, huh? Bro, what you? What's up, man? Why you? Why you? What you doing, man? Man, you about to lose it all, bro. What's up, man? You reckless out here. It's obvious. Like say stuff like that, and then make them think about it. Put it in their subconscious, at least. I got you. Like yo, you obvious out here, bro. Your thoughts. So if you do that mm-hmm. and nothing comes from it, they're aware, they've been aware, yep. they just want to do and live their life the way that they want to live it. Yep. But I got a homeboy on my phone every night, like, my life is fucked up, man. Like, yeah, nigga, you did it. And I told you months ago what was going to happen. But if they never do that, you check them and y'all still yep. friends and they oh, yeah, still living their life. Yep. And now he's he's about to, he's about to get the dose of the single life, and he ain't ready for it. And I think so it just hit. So, with your him. friend, after you checked him, did he continue to cheat? Yep. Okay. Yep. I ain't said it was gonna change. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say uh, it was gonna change. I just said, bro, we gotta start checking each other, and that and that's how you start. That's how you start a positive change. Because I, that's part of feminism. That's part of. That's part of. That's part of men being understanding. So it's just like we should check each other on things like, you know, our behavior in the workplace. If women are all around saying, you know, that they feel uncomfortable um, with the conversations at work, you know, it takes a man to say, hey, bro, I mean, these, these women here, we shouldn't be talking about, you know, our, our jiggle lifestyle. You know, they don't want to hear that. You know, they don't want to hear how you swing in on Saturday. They don't, they don't want to know that. They don't want to know about the house party. They don't want to know none of that. You know, they don't want to know that you're cool with a threesome. They don't, they don't want to know that. So it's like the same thing. So we just got to start checking each other because, you know, you know how locker room talk, man. Yeah. And, and when I heard Trump say that, man, it, it disgusted me. But when I heard when I heard um, the, the audio from that, I've heard that kind of conversation before. We all have. And I, yeah. think, and I think that's why his approval, his approval rating at the time didn't even budge because... All men, all men have heard that conversation, and I think a lot of women were taken aback because they were like, "Oh my God!" I'm like, "Ma'am, your son talks like that all the time." Yeah, your son, your husband, your dad, your granddad, your uncle, your your male cousins, your your platonic male best friend when he's on the phone with you, 
code switching, he talks like that. And, and and that's what I'm saying. We can't we can't do that. It's not it's not cool just because it's cool. Because we got so many codes, so many bro codes, so many girl codes. I just think we need to get away from the codes and and just start being respectful in each other's spaces. I don't know. We we've been on here for a while. I don't know what y'all want to do, but no, that's, that's that's legit. That's what I think. That's legit. We could. I um, love y'all podcast though, man. We appreciate it, man. Thank you for coming through. Yeah, we'll wrap you. it up like Buzz Bunny in back in the day. Be, 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 that's all, folks. <laughs> nice. No talk. So you heard it here first, man. Uh, me, the missus, special guest Burn. Check him. You know, don't uh, don't at him, but he is at Burn Speller. So you want to follow him? Uh, views from the at views oh, from the port. My bad. Go ahead. At views from the port on uh, Instagram. But yeah, Burn Speller. V e r n e. And whatever, don't don't challenge me on how I spell my name, but it's Vern Speller on His Facebook. Name. Yeah, if you're on Facebook, I never on there, but definitely hit me on at Views from the Port. Not only that, he he is a writer, he oh, is yeah, a yeah. comic. You know, like you didn't even talk about that, but I guess you were saving something for the next one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe they probably think I'm funny now. Hearing you say Checker Brother, most definitely. So there it is, y'all. Um, there's a Headlights podcast. And um, look out for the headlights. Boo. Gucci. Yeah, bye. We out.